0: Hey guys, it's Elaine, host of Raising Deaf Kids, where we get weekly encouragement, education, and feel empowered to raise our Deaf kids as hearing parents together. So grab your coffee and let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Raising Deaf Kids podcast and happy almost Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it is the week before Thanksgiving. I feel like we just literally had Halloween and now we're talking about Thanksgiving. It's so crazy. I'm so excited. I love this time of year. I love the holiday season. I'm not super big on Halloween, although the candy is fine. But I love, love, love the time from Thanksgiving week, last weekend, all the way up through New Year's and up through January 5th. I don't really celebrate epiphany specifically but I do kind of keep things up until then um, because I just love the whole holiday season and what it represents so in light of the fact that Thanksgiving is just around the corner I wanted to talk to you guys today about something that you may or may not have heard about and it's kind of been circling a lot of the deaf and hard of hearing accounts on Instagram and on Facebook but it's the concept of the dinner table syndrome. And this affects deaf and hard of hearing kids and adults during the holiday season. And what this is, in case you have not heard of it, or you are new to the deaf and hard of hearing world, is dinner table syndrome is when deaf and hard of hearing people have trouble understanding um, what is going on around the dinner table when there are a lot of people talking, there is, you know, a lot of side conversations and they often feel left out of the conversation because they either can't hear all of the conversations accurately and or they use sign language or cued speech and other people in the family don't use sign language or any other form of communication and so they often feel left out either because they can't hear or because people are not communicating in the sign language so that they can understand what's going on and so often deaf and hard of hearing people feel really left out during huge family gatherings because it is hard to keep up with the conversation And many times people, family members, will say things like, oh, never mind, when the deaf and hard of hearing person asks for someone to repeat themselves or won't, you know, repeat or translate the sign language parts of their conversation. And so the deaf and hard of hearing person misses the conversation entirely. And now, you know, because we have deaf and hard of hearing kids and we're kind of thinking in that way can understand how this would make someone feel left out of the conversation and it's kind of ironic because the whole point of you know having a family gathering um, especially around a holiday like Thanksgiving is to get the whole family together catch up with people and be thankful for the time that you can spend together but it becomes so overwhelming and difficult for deaf and hard of hearing people and they don't really get to enjoy the holiday you know like the rest of the hearing world when they can't hear the conversation and you know I've seen a lot on Instagram though, a lot of deaf and hard of hearing adults just sometimes opt to not go to the Family get together. They opt to not go to Thanksgiving because they know that they're going to be left out of conversation. They also know that they're going to have to work three times as hard as everybody else who understand the conversations going on, that their family members are, you know, maybe not going to be as responsive to, you know, when they're asked to repeat a sentence and may not be as sensitive to remember that the person is deaf and hard of hearing in the first place and may need a little bit more accessible language accommodation. And that is really sad to me. And I do not fault deaf and hard of hearing adults for feeling this way and not wanting to go because, you know, all those things that I just mentioned make someone feel really left out and you feel like you are the only person in the room who is left out of you know, the conversation and what everyone else in the family is understanding and laughing about and the jokes and the catching up with people and you feel like you are not a part of that. And like I said, especially on a holiday that is so focused around being together and catching up with people. And, you know, the little bit that I have been able to talk to members of the deaf community, I've learned that deaf and hard of hearing adults are really good at advocating for themselves because they are constantly having to do it. And the sense that I get from talking to um, other adults is that they are constantly advocating within their own families, constantly advocating with the world. And so I do not doubt that many of these deaf and hard of hearing adults have tried to talk to their family members and explain um that this is what works for me to hear better this doesn't um work for me i really want to hear you but you know these are some things that are making it hard for me and the family members may just be not responsive and that is really sad to me that you know a whole group of people don't feel as welcome in their families especially around the holidays and it's really interesting because as we talk on this podcast about creating foundations, strong foundations for our deaf and hard of hearing kids, one of the core foundations to build is the foundation of the family. And, you know, throughout the Bible, the Lord is very clear that he really values the foundation of the family. Now he's talking about the core, like nucleus family, of parents and the kids, but that foundation can absolutely extend to the extended family who you are seeing on Thanksgiving. And, you know, the Lord wants your family to have a strong foundation and he wants everyone to feel welcome and heard at the table. And so when we are not aware of deaf and hard of hearing people and deaf and hard of hearing kids and what will make them feel more welcome we are not acting in a Christ-like way to them. And so that is what we are going to talk about today are some tips about how you can help your deaf and hard of hearing child feel more welcome at the table and you can alleviate some of that dinner table syndrome. And before I get into the tips, one thing that I want to just make you aware of as a parent of a deaf and hard of hearing child is that your family is not aware of your child's hearing loss. I'm just going to put it out there. They will not remember that your child has hearing loss and they are not aware of your child's hearing loss like you are. You are with your child 24-7 every day. You have worked through this diagnosis with your child. You have You know, no doubt you're listening to this podcast, you're in other groups of parents of deaf and hard of hearing kids, you are so open to learning about how to make your home accessible to your child and your family is not with your child that much, most likely and has not had that education to be aware of other deaf and hard of hearing people like you have had especially when you're talking about extended family, that this may be the only time that you really see them is during the holidays and maybe the rest of the year you don't see them as much. They have not had that experience around a deaf person or a hard of hearing person. And they are just simply not aware of your child's hearing loss. So it will take a lot of education on your part and communication at the beginning to make sure that the holidays go as smoothly as possible for your child. And I would love for you to go back and listen to episode five, I believe is called setting healthy boundaries with your community with Amy Sullivan, Sullivan from dear mama Mail, And I will link that episode in the show notes as well. Go back and listen to that episode because in that episode, We talk a lot together about setting healthy boundaries for your kids with your family around the holidays specifically. And Amy does not have a deaf and hard of hearing child, but she has a child with Tourette syndrome. So her children are in the special education category. And so she has a lot of valuable things to say and tips to give you about how she navigates the holidays with her family and her kids as well. But the one thing that you do have to remember is that you will have to educate your family and upfront communication before Thanksgiving Day. So like now, like even the week before Thanksgiving. So as soon as you hear this podcast, maybe go ahead and shoot an email to your family members about this. That would be great so that they are prepared and you know everything can go as smooth as possibly on Thanksgiving Day. Now, I also want to say that Thanksgiving in particular is, you know, kind of really bad for having dinner table syndrome, because that's literally what you're doing on Thanksgiving. That's literally what the holiday is, is it's sitting around the table and it's talking and it's eating. And it's such a beautiful way to connect and fellowship with your family members. But unlike, say, for example, Christmas, where... There may be a dinner or a lunch involved, but you may also have opportunities when you're opening presents or just hanging out that you're hanging out in smaller groups and different people are in different places, which actually makes it easier for your deaf and hard of hearing child to hear because they're in like a smaller group setting. Thanksgiving is just lots of people around a table, which also can mean lots of extra background noise and lots of extra side conversations which is difficult for your deaf and hard of hearing child to keep up with all of the talking at once and all of the different conversations going on at the table. So I now, I'm going to give you some tips about ways to alleviate dinner table syndrome and how to better include our deaf and hard of hearing kids in the conversation for Thanksgiving. So my number one tip is communication ahead of time. You want to go ahead and shoot your family members an email. Like I said, go ahead and shoot them an email now after you finish listening to this podcast. And you want to tell them things like what the conversation needs to be like at the dinner table so that your child can hear everyone, which will mean things like, you know, if possible, people need to talk one at a time, you know, if possible, you need to be looking at the child or the deaf and hard of hearing person so that they can read your lips as well as hear what is going on. You might also want to teach them some signs ahead of time if your child does sign, which my child does. So our five-year-old communicates primarily with sign language. And so I make sure that some of our family members know some key signs to make him feel more included. And this is so easy because you can you know, ask a family member this week sometime to just jump on Zoom with you. You don't have to be in person, and you can teach them a few signs that would mean a lot to your child, whichever signs that your child uses the most or signs that include, you know, food, like asking for food, asking for drinks because that's what Thanksgiving is all about and anything that will help your child communicate better with other family members and help other family members communicate with your child would be great to go ahead and teach them so that they can practice them this week and they will be ready. And you know what, most family members that I know are pretty excited to learn this actually. You know, if you can just come alongside your family member and support them a little bit and teach them a little bit about what it actually means to be deaf and hard of hearing and what is actually hard for your child to hear and how they can make that better. Most family members are more than happy to want to help you out and want to know this information. They just simply don't know the information. And so shooting an email ahead of time and telling them some signs, telling them, you know, some places where they can practice the signs, get on the Zoom call, you know, tell them what the conversation might need to be like at the table would really help them. Something else I think would be worth putting into the email if your child has been newly diagnosed with hearing loss and your family hasn't really been around your child since their diagnosis or since they Got hearing aids, or since they got cochlear implants, something you might want to address is how you view your child's hearing loss. You know, so one of the things that has been difficult for me when I have been around, you know, some extended family and, you know, the fact that they just don't have the education or understanding around hearing loss like I do is that they will say things like when i told them that my 5 year old you know does not have full access to sound with his cochlear implants and cannot you know verbalize everything and uses sign language to talk there one of my family members like first thing that they said their response to that was oh what a shame and i really had to catch myself from being mama bear and jumping on them over that and then i had to simply explain that we don't view our children's hearing loss as making them less than we don't view it as something that is to be pitied for them or something that is almost like a curse or you know something went wrong that they got their hearing loss that's not how we view our children's hearing loss and that's not the message that we want to give our children about their hearing loss either So what our family and what I have communicated to our family, our family believes about our children's hearing loss is that we believe that you know they are perfectly and wonderfully made by the Lord's hand and that he has a special and perfect plan for their lives, just as the Lord has a special and perfect plan for everybody's life. And every human that the Lord makes is perfectly and wonderfully made in his image. And our children with hearing loss are the same and we don't know what that plan is right now because our kids are little and the Lord will reveal that in you know our kids' lives in his own time but the Lord does not pity our children because they have hearing loss he allowed them to have hearing loss for a specific reason and we know that he is going to use that to his glory and to help you know the kingdom and to help other people through our children And it is certainly not something to be pitied. It's not something that we say is a shame. And that's not the message that we want to give our kids. And so it might be worth it to say something like that in this communication email to set up how the conversation will go and how the language access will go a week before Thanksgiving, which is right now. And, you know, you can use my words, I fully give you permission to use what I just said on the podcast, if that resonates with you, and that is true for your family and how you view your child's hearing loss in your family, you know, or you can explain it differently to your family members. But I think it is worth communicating how you view your child's hearing loss and the message that you want to convey to your children and asking the rest of the family to please support the message that you want to give your child about their hearing loss. And this is also a great time, like I said, to support and educate your family members who just simply are not educated on hearing loss and most likely have never been around a deaf person or a hard of hearing person before your child and simply don't know how to act or simply don't know what to say and they're honestly kind of nervous about saying the wrong thing too. So going ahead and addressing that head on, but in, you know, a graceful and respectful way, I think will set up the day so much better for your family and your child. So that was setting up <laughs> the communication beforehand. So now we're sitting at the dinner table or the lunch table, however you do Thanksgiving in your family. And we're there. We're at Thanksgiving Day. You've sent your email. Everyone, you know, knows what the expectation is of communication. And so, another tip I want to give you is in table placement. So, when you are seating everybody at the table, the important part is to give your deaf and hard of hearing child a place at the table where they have access to as many faces as possible so that they can not only hear the conversation, but they can visually see the person talking as well. And that may be somewhere in the middle of the table. So if you have a rectangle table, it'll probably be somewhere in the middle where they can, you know, look and see the people talking. If your family can arrange to have a round table, that is even better. Of course, you know, I don't want to go in. The table is the table and we don't need to go out and buy special tables for sure. especially if you're going to someone else's house for Thanksgiving. But so much better if you have a round table because the nature of a round table is that you can see everyone around the table and everyone feels more connected anyway. But it can be done at a rectangle table. I would say just put your child in the middle, somewhere where they have access to as many of the faces as possible. My next tip, is to make sure to check for understanding with your child. If your child uses some type of sign language or cued speech, make sure that you are communicating through signing or cueing to your child what is happening in the conversation so that they don't feel left out of the conversation. So they don't wonder why is everyone laughing and they didn't get the joke until... You know, two seconds later, when everyone else stopped laughing, you know, as much as possible, translate that for them. You know, I know that you are the parent and you're doing the best that you can too, but check for understanding periodically to make sure your child is understanding the conversation and understanding, you know, what is going on so they don't feel left out of the conversation. My next tip is also to remind others at the table to talk one at a time, which is something that families forget all the time. My family forgets this all the time. My family tends to get pretty loud. It's probably a lot of families out there do. And people start talking over each other and together and having side conversations. And during the holidays especially, I often have to stop the conversation and remind everyone to please talk one at a time. And I frame it honestly around me needing the help because to be honest, it's difficult for me when we're at like Thanksgiving or Christmas and I want to catch up with everyone and I want to hear what's going on in other people's lives. And I can't because there are a million side conversations going on, which I can't keep up with personally. Or everyone is talking and the noise volume is getting louder and louder, and I can't hear what people are saying. And honestly, nothing is more frustrating for me when I want to catch up with people and I can't. So imagine how your deaf and hard of hearing child feels if you feel that way as a regular hearing person. So I actually will stop the conversation if I notice that too many people are talking at one time, and I will say something like, Hey, Do you mind if we try to remember to talk one at a time? I want to catch up with everybody and I want to hear what's going on with everyone. I want to hear what everyone is saying and I can't hear because everyone is talking at one time. So if we could please remember to talk one at a time so that I can hear what everyone has to say, I would really appreciate it. And so there... You're, feel free to use that script too from the podcast. I give you permission to use all of my scripts that I'm telling you for your own family. But that way, I'm putting the issue on me. And I'm not, you know, singling out my deaf and hard of hearing child and, you know, telling people, you know, to be quiet, and talk one at a time just for my child and making my child feel uncomfortable. I am. You know, putting it on me and saying that I need the help, which is also true. So that is true for me as well. And I think it's true for most people at the table. But, you know, I'm not seeing they're singling out my child. I am putting kind of like the responsibility on myself, but it does remind people to talk one at a time, which is really important to talk one at a time so that you can sign to your child because you cannot sign a million. Different conversations going on, either. And so your child can also hear the one person talking and can know what is going on in the conversation. And my final tip is to give people grace. They will forget that your child has hearing loss. My children are now seven, almost eight, and five. So we've been doing this hearing loss thing for, you know, just about eight years. And I, sorry, I still have to remind my family that my children cannot hear when they take off their cochlear implants. I will see my family members with my kids took off their cochlear implants and they're sitting there talking to them, like verbally talking to them. And I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, my children are not hearing a word that the other person is hearing because they are deaf as anything when those cochlear implants are off. When the cochlear processors are off so you know know that your family members have not had the experience with hearing loss have not had the education with hearing loss and being around another deaf person and they will forget they will start having inside conversations they will talk over each other they will talk several at a time and give people grace they will make mistakes and to just politely remind them when they are making the mistake and educate them about how they can fix it. And that will go a long way if you can gracefully educate and then support them, you know, in the education. And you know, here's a bonus tip that I didn't write down. You know, tell them that they're doing a good job when they're trying to sign to your child, even if they didn't get the sign perfect. Tell them, hey, that's a great job. That's a great try. Here's a you know a way that you can make that sign a little bit better. But, you know, thank you um, for communicating. Or I love that you're trying to communicate in a different way with my child. Give them the support and the encouragement when they are doing something right, so that they will keep wanting to do that and will keep showing up with you know the encouragement that you're giving them. And my final, final thought to the whole piece of this Thanksgiving thing is know the fatigue limits of your child, okay? So how do we know that our child is getting listening fatigue or they they may be staring off into space a little bit or they may not seem quite as engaged in the conversation or they may be looking around the room at other stuff. And when they start doing that, Know that your child may be experiencing listening fatigue, which is a real thing with deaf and hard of hearing people. And, you know, you may need to excuse them and possibly yourself if they're young kids to another room to kind of decompress and, you know, allow them to, you know, do something else, you know, and just have kind of some quiet time or quiet space. You can even allow them to take off if they are wearing cochlear implants or hearing aids, if they would like to take those off for a little bit and just have some quiet time, that's completely appropriate too. And that is something that you can put into your, you know, email the week before Thanksgiving to your family is, hey, you know, deaf and hard of hearing people experience listening fatigue, you know, this is what it looks like. And there may be a time, you know, during dinner or during, you know, the day that we may have to go and let our child, you know, rest their hearing a little bit before that they can come back. And this just sets you up for success because there's nothing worse than a fussy kid when you are trying to enjoy the holidays and you want your kids to enjoy the holidays and everyone is fussing and they're fussing because they are fatigued from listening and overwhelmed And they have, you know, like sensory overload from trying to hear everybody, you know, and so knowing what those symptoms look like ahead of time and paying attention to your child and being able to give them a play area away from the conversation for a little while will go a big way, a big long way, sorry, a long way in helping all of you enjoy the holidays more. So, those are my tips for alleviating dinner table syndrome with your deaf and hard of hearing child I hope these tips help you I hope you get that email sent out to your family this week ahead of Thanksgiving so that everyone knows what to expect and I hope all of you have a very happy Thanksgiving thank you so much for listening to the podcast today If you are loving this podcast, I would so appreciate if you would rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you are listening to the podcast right now. That just helps boost us up a little bit on the podcast algorithm and lets more parents get the information from the podcast. And... If you have listened to a few of these episodes, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast so that you will never miss another episode. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, guys, and I will see you next week.